up what's good everybody yet again i know every time i say this but this is actually gonna be probably one of the coolest i would say in the top three and i know we've only done three studios and a few other of mine and his but it's episode 11 let's go we're here together in our little hidey hole i hope you're listening to me in your headphones i'm just deep inside there nestled up but make some room for the man the myth Beast mode himself, Sweet D Willy. I squeezed that shit all over that stuff. Sweet! What's up, brother? How are you? Still sounding sexy. I hate you so much. I love you. So, let's do a little recap. I'm starting to like that. I'm starting to like that that feel. And uh, what did you do this week, man? Let's do a small recap. I know we're Tuesday... You know, we've got that Saturday drop of UO Outlands. Uh, Owen was an absolute pleasure to be um, talking with. But what'd you do? What'd you fill your week with? Your weekend with, I should say. Um, I played some EverQuest again. <laughs> no brainer. And uh, <laughs> this time I was actually on the live server. and went back to my old server just to see how it was. Because come to find out, there's a new expansion coming out. What? It's supposed really? to expand on the new um, Torment of Velius. Okay. Um, and I haven't read really much on it, but it's a new expansion. I think it's coming out at the end of November. And uh, I said, well, shoot, let me see what's going on now. And I actually did another raid and the server was missing me. I got so much love when I came back and it was just pretty awesome to go through it. So, yeah, um, I am the bard on Bristlebane. Is it weird, the though? Man. I mean, is it weird to go back home after you've been on the uh, the old school uh, servers themselves? Or? It, was just, it was just a little rusty. You know, it's, when you have that much power on a server and as a bard, um, you, you get a little rusty, but, you know, you go back on that, uh, what they say on that horse or that bicycle back in your day. Oh, um, uh, yeah, I think we believe we call that nostalgia. Or the beat. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool, man. I'm glad. I'm glad that you're uh, you're kind of getting back in the saddle. That that excites me. It's always good to kind of feel. Um, it's like an old pair of socks, right? Or or a nice warm uh, blanket out. You know, you do the sheets, and still, I'm just Jesus. My birthday weekend, uh, 41. Oh, bro. I know. I know. I know. Birthday, I tried man. to I keep there. that. Uh, you were. I'm trying to keep that down and, and low, but uh, uh, you know, it's it's to do this you day. Feel younger, or does your back hurt? My ass hurts because I still don't have my new uh, coffee. I still don't have my new chair, uh, my repaired warranty chair. It's, it's, it's coming around the corner here, but uh, I'm sitting in this old desk chair and I'm just hating it. But you know, I, I, so this weekend I've, I've printed and painted uh, quite a bit. It's been a lot of fun actually. Um, Yo, you made that, uh, uh, was it a starship? Tr- I mean, I'm just playing with you. I swear to. <laughs> All right, so let's go on, let's go in order, right? So I, I've been printing like a madman. If you guys have been able to stop by the, the, the channel here uh, as of late, I've played less games and done more artwork, which has been very, very um, fulfilling. Uh, it's, it's like watering an almost dead, you know, I would say rose by any other name. Um, but I did Majora's Mask, and I, I love the paint job on this. I've had about... 10 people asked me if I would do a commission of that exact one. I didn't know how to react to that. So I told them no. Um, and, and then you I said, man. said no, because I wanted that Batman uh, headphone stand. That's dope, but that's kind of easy. I can kind of get you that done. It's cost like 12 bucks to print. That's not a big deal. It's, and probably another 10 bucks to send it to you. Then I was said, you know, well, let's, let's up the game. Let's up the game. And I did a 75 hour print. 
because, well, I wasn't doing it for 75 hours. I broke it off the bill plate and it's the most exquisite print I've ever seen. Um, I'm going to turn it into a mini desk lamp. In fact, um, I, I'm going to drill a hole through it, put some lighting on it. We're going to paint it. We're going to do it in some uh, uh, enamel. So it's a really nice sandable surface. I want it to look as screen ready as I can. And then we'll do some um, some cool shading and stuff uh, with some acrylics on the skull because, you know, skull is more of a matte finish and it's it's not a perfectly, you know, it's porous. And but anyways, um, so I've been doing a lot of that. I uh, played some uh, some more Albion, which that was exciting. Uh, you know, I've just kind of been all over the place and and I don't know what to do with myself because I don't have this much time off. Uh, you know, but hey, we're back in the saddle. Work is work. Uh, big day this well, big week this week uh, on my end. So uh, we'll get some hopeful, you know, paint time and 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 game time. But uh, but listen, it's less about us and more about the about the special uh, guest. Um, oh, I'm ready for this one, dude. Now now it's funny because most often than not, I'm surprising you with things, and and this came uh, to a surprise. And I'm still wondering if you went on Fiverr and like paid this guy or something to kind of come and, and be our special guest. And, and Fiverr I know I can't said, afford him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, okay. But, but, and I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think you could find him on Fiverr either. Um, but, but the gentleman's name is Ryan, um, Ryan Watkins to be exact. And I'm going to go just quick. I mean, I'm going to skim this and then we're going to do a deep dive like we do with our guests. Um, but just just to name drop, because I've never been able to do this, uh, Halo 4, Destiny 1, all three expansion packs up to, I believe, close to Destiny 2, Doom 2016, Wolfenstein and, uh, Wolfenstein and Doom Eternal. Those are just some of the games that he worked on. Um, yeah, so like, I'm so excited to talk to somebody from the triple a front uh, i love the fractured guys i love the uo outland guys this is a different world it's a different landscape um it's not like an a or b uh, it's not an octane thing like oh you only do 87 and not 89 this is just it's a different studio um on a grander scale right and and i i yeah, and, and keep in mind man this guy he's also my friend but I, I consider him as like the Kobe of the artists, like the art world. But it, his art is distinctive for him. Like you can tell his art apart from other folks. And I'm glad folks you are can. going to finally meet him. Yeah, and, and so am I. So without further ado, Ryan Watkins, welcome to the show. Um, how are you, my friend? Hello. I'm doing, I'm doing great. Thanks for guys having me on. No, it's our pleasure. Yeah. So I want to say this across the board. We worked with him in a sound. I mean, this is this guy doesn't play the games he develops in a way that we do. We are feverishly uh, uh, time cons like we've lost wives, not necessarily us on the podcast, but I, I know people who may have lost wives. I know that uh, girlfriends have been broken apart because of these games, whereas he plays them to kind of go, yeah, that's what I did. That's cool. Um, oh yeah, by the way, that's my name in the credits and I'm out, right? It's like, it's kind of like the Nicolas Cage of the gamer world. <laughs> yeah. Like he isn't played. watching his films. Like, come on. Exactly. So, um, and, and, and the world that he's in, it's a term called skybox and, and, and that, and, and he'll go into that, but that's kind of like, it's their, 
like a, it's a, think of a toy box, but it's all for the sky. Like it's all for environmental and stuff like that. So, um, so one of the one things that I brought was like, what the hell sky box? And I was like, so you're telling me when I walked out in June Eternal and I looked up and there's that wicked big like demon up there and all that sky you did. And he's like, well, so humble. I didn't do it, but I have a team that we did it. And I was like, okay, so you did it. Um, because we all know great leaders take all the responsibility of the actions of their underlings. Um, okay, maybe not this guy because he's nice. So, Ryan, tell me uh, a little bit about yourself. Like, usually we start off with uh, what is the top, like, three things that influenced you to become what you become in the industry? And that can, can stem from playing Pinochle with your grandmother. That's a game. That could be playing your very first Nintendo game. Um if you're old like me, Atari, uh, if you're super young, that'd be like N64 with, with Sweet. So, I mean, what made you kind of step in that direction um, uh, of an artist? I mean, it's just, I've always had a big passion for art and what I always wanted to do art, even since for a very young age. Okay. Um, and then, you know, then I, once I got into high school, you know, I still was really into art and this game called Doom came out, and it was just, it really blew, blew or blew my mind at the time. Right. And, you know, it was just like, blew a lot of people's minds, and I never seen anything like that before, and it's just like, the possibilities of that technology just really got me excited, so then I just kind of, and at the time, it was, it was hard to, you, it was, there was, there was editors for those types of games, but, you know, it right. was really hard for someone to make a game at that time. And I, you know, I wanted to do art, so I just kept on pursuing art. And then kind of as the, you know, technology grew and more stuff came more you know, accessible to artists, I started doing more and more, you know, 3D art. I started, you know, initially I started off wanting to be a sculptor and a painter. That's what I do art school for initially. Now, did you try to do any kind of sculpting in the 3D world? Like, uh, what is it, Sculpty, I think is one of the programs that you've done. Did you ever go down that path at all? Yeah, actually, really, it wasn't until like... Um, ZBrush came out like you know version one of ZBrush was just just like a 3D sculpting program. Oh yeah, like, I remember you know, the ball, like, the ball yeah. you start out with. I was like, I could never make anything but a nose, and then I'd give up. Yeah. So so when that came out, it was just like that. Really, I I saw that I did the the technical limitations like came the walls kind of came down a little bit. Right. And I could just kind of focus on making and not being so technical with it because. You know, you know, back in the the nineties, like trying to make a computer game, it was like a lot of program. Yeah, a ton of it. Yeah, a lot of it's automated you know, now. Yeah, and so you know that you know that never really interested me. I wanted VR, and I saw saw the possibilities for do in a video game with art. Now, so. now, okay, so you played Doom. So, so along the lines of of kind of how we stay true. Um, what three games again any game any type of game got you to the gaming world i mean because i mean and, and if you don't have three that's fine but i'm, I'm kind of i'm kind of getting the feel where you know you okay so if, you, if i if i'm a, if i if i make a character in a game it's because i i felt like connected to that character like i made a really brutish warrior or I made something along the lines of um, just just a, a cool gun, right? So I was making uh, something that was more of a prop. Where you're making a world, like do you, do you find yourself looking for games like that touched you in a way where you're like, oh, this is just majestic, or like it's 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 barren and not fun? Do you find yourself like how do you, like what's your top three games and like why if it comes to like what you're doing? Because like so so to be more specific, like me, if I was gonna make a game, I would make a game based upon uh, trials. 
uh, survivability. They have them already, right? Where Sweets would make a game that would be more based on community. And a lot of your game developing is based on environmental. So, like, I'm assuming you'd have, like, beautiful games you love, right? I mean, Doom for the time was beautiful. Now it looks like a coaster for a beer, right? Um, so what, what would that be? Like, kind of help us out in the Like, paint that picture for people that are listening to us right now going, oh, I get it. I see what he's trying to get at. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of the, a lot of the things that really drove, drove me, you know, it was like when the technology was, was really driven by the technology. Okay. Uh, you know, there was, when Quake came out from <sighs> its software, you know, it was the first time we saw 3D, you know, true 3D graphics. Yep. Uh, so that was, you know, that was very influential to start seeing that. And then when Unreal Tournament came out and released their editor, uh, they released that game editor that came out with it. Yep. And it was very accessible. And I was like, oh, I was like, that was kind of like the first time I was like, well, yeah, maybe I can sit down, and build, build these worlds. So to me, it was like, it was never really probably one particular game. It was just, you know, when those technologies came along that it more accessible for you know, artists or, you know, average people to get a hold of these things and, you know, be able to have access to that technology. That's always been so do you find so so do you find yourself to be more along the lines when playing a game um you like the 3d space and so like the game that like well if you've ever seen or heard of everquest it it, i mean it's not 8-bit of course but it is very mapping it is very but the game is good um can you find yourself playing a game like that based on the looks of it or you're very visual I'm very visual. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, it's like I have to, I like games that impress me visually. Sure. You okay. know, I'm super excited about the new Cyberpunk coming out. Oh, dude. Um, don't even yeah. get me started. I cannot wait the hours yeah. I'm going to spend in that, man. Yeah. I, I, I love Cyber. Oh, good luck on that. I, think... I know. So if there's anyone out there has a has a lion on a 3080. Uh... <laughs> uh, poor Sweet, as you can tell. <laughs> he's not saying anything right now because he's on the hunt for a 38 like a hound on a bone. It's yeah. too soon. It's, it's still painful. He's going to cry. Um, okay, so visual is important to you. All right, now, um, so you played Quake. And that's like I, you got the kind of the rise out of you on Quake. Um, you played Doom. That kind of got you started. Uh, what really got you to the point of um, no turning back? Like you said, all right, this is the game. This is it. This is what I want to do. Like what sealed the deal? What got you? What got you to Halo? Like, I mean, is there, there, there had to be some bridging in there that kind oh, of like, yeah. I mean, there was a lot, it wasn't, it wasn't a fat, it was very, it took me a long time to get it. Okay. You know, I, I initially went to school to be an artist and then I didn't do too well in, in college when I first went. So I ended up just kind of. But what what art people do though? College is intellectual. It's not emotional. And I believe art is emotion. I mean, yeah, I can be wrong, sure. right? You know, you know, but... there's, you know, I was in an art program. I was doing a lot of art, but there was just all those other things that go along with, you know, going to school, going to college. You have to take math 101 and, and human yeah. psych 102, right? Because you might want to be an artist. I think it's my son's <laughs> doing it right now, dude. I'm like, he's like, I'm going to math. I'm like, dude, you're going to be on stage. What do you, what do you, why am I paying for you to do math? You're going to be on stage. Yeah. And he's like, dad, that's just what it does. And I'm like going, oh, that's why it's so expensive. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that, that was kind of the same thing with me. You know, I was going to school. I didn't, wasn't too thrilled about school, but, you know, and I really just wanted to be a painter. I wanted to be a sculptor. What's then, your, you know, you have to make a living. So it was like, 
you know, when I got done with that, that portion of school, you know, I actually worked as a graphic artist for probably almost 10 years. Wow. You know? Okay. And now, then, now let me ask you this. Cause, cause you know, I, I, I know art, art and what you do is, is, is truly really 3d and environmental. Um, I need to know, uh, like just because I, I need to know, like for, for, for my own well-being, right. To, to move on mentally in this, how do you go from, how do you, how, it's kind of a weird question. So, so kind of extrapolate it as you will, um, subjectively, I guess, uh, for me to you, cause we've never met, right. So there's no relationship there. So it's very hard to read the kind of crazy guy on the other side of the mic. But, but like, for me, it's like, I'm trying to fathom how you can go from like being an artist and, and do you, I mean, did you consume video games when you were doing graphic design, when you were in college? Oh, yeah. So, oh yeah, definitely. Okay, so you were feeling those games, right? You were you were kind of like wanting to be there. I mean, like, what do you get? What's that emotion that you pull from you when you you're playing an NES game? Like, what were you thinking? Like, I'm trying to, because you're the first person who who is like a real artist. And no offense to the devs, right? But like, you're like a real artist. So I know that you look at things differently. And now that I'm doing art myself, I'm starting to my brain is changing when I play games. Like, I'm going, I really love how this is shaded. It. What gamer does that when you're mowing down zombies? Nobody. Oh, the color of the blood's nice. So like what 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 makes you tick when you sit down and and Halo says to you, yo, we got a project, you're on board, you're the man, make space. Like where do you start as an artist? Um, I mean a lot of that sort of stuff does just start from, you know, um, you know, what other people have done like the concept artists have concepted out a lot of visuals already right you know, a lot you know in like case of halo there's already a big you know previous games you know they had established a lot of the looks of things too so you know and then of course we did want to bring our own you know, right our own touches to it so it's and then a lot of it's a lot of the like creating the art too is like determined by the technology there's you're always kind of limited by you know what you can do on the consoles or what the top technology at the right do. so you're always kind of like working inside that box but you know you're trying to like you know expand past that also and try to you know find out new solutions for things so are you do you worry a lot about math and stuff like that too like because i know a lot of these things they talk whenever you know you're talking about um what was it the, the number five's coming out with this now um oh what is it it's an engine the fifth engine's coming out um Unreal Engine Five. Oh yeah, Unreal Engine. They 5. they talk about like trilinearating, and it's like all these different triangles, and 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 the triangles are smaller now, and they allow different things. Like oh yeah, yeah. I definitely. mean, do you need We're to know always, that? Um, yeah, you do. You need to you need to be at least be aware of it. Okay. And Unreal Unreal changed so much. It's so there's so much more that you can assess that used to cost way more money just to get somebody to do this model just to input it into unreal now unreal got freaking game packages in there that you ain't got to pay for that you can they license out it's ridiculous um yeah right. it's just yeah but i mean but like in his perspective like okay so halo 4 there was no unreal 5 there was no 3080 right so like if you're yeah, if, yeah. If, if you could go back in time and go guys just just give me like a couple more years this cool technology is going to be out will be way better um so, so obviously you can't go back and change time. You don't want to go back and do a quote unquote remaster. So like moving on, like when you were at Halo and you moved to Destiny, do you bring certain things with you that you've learned? Obviously, yes, because it's your toolbox. But um, I mean, because like those are two separate worlds in essence, right? It's, it's like the DC and the MCU. Um, how do you delineate like between the two? 
to make sure that your artistry is still represented, like your kind of like flick of your pencil or your flick of your paintbrush, but it, it's still separate because it's very spacey between the two. Um, how do you do that? How do you go through life not being the same, but always learning or changing? Is it is it hard? I mean, like, yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's um, it can actually be very difficult because um, you do kind of you know you work for a long time. Like I worked for Dest on Destiny for we worked on you know to define the look of that game for a very long time. Right. You know, the, it really did become a part of my art style. And then when I you know went to it and started working on Doom, this is just like you know I kept, was constantly getting the uh, comment. The art director oh it looks too much that's oh no so you know it was like <laughs> so you gotta yeah so you gotta kind of like kind of like i guess figure out the the rules for the world. okay like, uh, you know destiny was a very beautiful game you know we kind of had this you know term space magic right beautiful and magical and you know working on doom we kind of came up with you know another set of rules like but doom is just dirty i mean it's it's yeah yeah it's this weird like filter you put over it you know it's like when we when i when i paint i do a like a a, not a whitewash but like we call it a dark wash and it gives grime to something that otherwise it's not you know you you put all this black on you wipe it off and it stays in the crevice that's like what doom is to me it's this visceral um dark demonic kind of look to it and i mean destiny is such the polar opposite where you have like uh uh, you know beautiful like sparkles (laughs) and 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 not in a mean or a bad way you know so how do you tone that like i mean because i mean you you work on something for years and then you move studios or you move teams um how do you reset hey ryan could i could i say it's from my experience working with you you actually had to understand the project and feel like you were the project and create that is is that safe to say yeah yeah i would say it's not safe to say so like you start to you just kind of got to understand the franchise right and understand the franchise is doing visually you know through gameplay you know what we you know what they want to accomplish for that franchise and so then you just um yeah you think of it more like that it's like yeah, the Doom the Doom universe has these things, you know, the Destiny universe has these things and you know, you don't try to keep it. So you kind of you kind of put everything through your through a filter. Now, uh, so if if between Doom and Doom Eternal, yes, they're the same universe, but it, it but because of the technology, I think you've been able like cuz I have them both and I've played them both um and love them both and and you know, I, 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 I've learned a lot about sound uh, and 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 lighting. When it, and by no means am I a professional. Uh, obviously, an amateur, uh, but doing podcasting as such, and and Twitch, and and understanding lighting and focusing. And but the funny part is, is what I'm doing is what you do on a daily, right? Because when you do sky, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but when you're doing a sky and you're setting it up for that mode, uh, that part of the map, or that's going to also affect lighting. Do you, mm-hmm. do, I mean, so are, when you're thinking of, of not necessarily, so we're moving into the franchise more micro now. So example, you go into doom and, and, and the, the beginning is, is, it's just so awesome. <laughs> um, but, but like, there's this look to it. There's one part where it's like a, almost red, like a Marsy red, right? Where this overcast of this redness is happening when you're like, so when you're storyboarding, how much input do you get from your, the staff itself to say, all right, dude. So this is kind of how we're looking for this guy. It's going to be fiery. It's going to be, you know, yada, yada, yada. But yet we also want this smoky kind of environment. Now, do you directly correlate with that or you do yeah, all? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, it's, uh, you know, of course, this, you know, 
the skies drive the lighting quite a bit. Right. Um, I'm constantly working with the lighting artist, the art director, you know, because really, really what, you know, even the lighting department likes to do is to get that sky in first, get that, you know, that environment set up so they can, so they can key off of it. So, yeah, so when, when doing the skies, it really is. It's like you really are setting the tone and mood for, the, for that role. From your standpoint, and, and we've gone over the litany of games that you've had in all phenomenal AAA plus titles. Um, what got you working on Halo? Like, what got you to that point? Like, you, 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 you're you just going about your day. You're filling up your gas tank. Can I get two on 20 or, you know, whatever? And then all of a sudden, boom, you're at Halo. Like, what got you to that point? Um, I mean, what really got to me at that point was just a lot of, a lot of hard work, a lot of perseverance. Um, you know, I mentioned I had gone to school before and I worked as a graphic artist. Yep. I ended up going back to school again. I went to a, a film school and at that time I really wanted to get into film and not, I wanted that. Now, when you say film, you mean like animation film, like the Final Fantasy movie style films like that? Yeah, that kind of films or just any type of, you know, blockbuster Hollywood films. Okay. Working on the Avengers, I I did end up working on a few few motion pictures, but oh cool, um you know working those jobs are pretty hard to get, and you know they're very short term. I just saw I saw video games as a you know probably a little bit more easier way to get like a full time job and be able to more stability. Work. Yeah, for sure, more stability. Um, now, do they use the same type of? Uh, probably they don't, but I mean, do they use the same type of editing or tools that you would say for Final Fantasy as a video game, in essence? Um, some of it is, yeah. Okay. Like, you know, there's a lot of common tools like Maya, ZBrush, 3D Snacks. Um, but then we also have a lot of proprietary tools. Right. Um, Halo, Halo had their own engine tools. Uh, Destiny had its only engine and tools, and its software says their. So, oh, so like the back end tools that kind of help uh, facilitate whatever you guys need on the engine you're working on? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So okay. We'll, we'll, we might make a model or something in an external package and then we'll, you know, um, import it into our engine. That's where we call the lighting. Oh, cool. Okay. Set up the actual. <clears throat> now, of all these games, what was your favorite? And then, I mean, just like, and, and, and you can have more than one, like your top three and then like, hey, I liked Halo because of this and I liked working on Doom because of this, but my favorite of all time was because of this, like something like that line. Um, you know, they, they, they all were great. They were all really great experiences. Uh, working on Halo, you know, um, was awesome. They, they took kind of a chance of hiring me. They needed, um, it was my first, really my first big game like that I worked on. So right. it was like, Huge learning experience, and then, you know, then after that, going over to Destiny and working with Bungie and working with a guy named Mark Goldsworthy that had done skyboxes for, you know, years and years, and he had lots of knowledge. He shared a lot of knowledge with me, so I was always very grateful for that. So he was able to pass stuff on. Now, yeah. speaking speaking of that, you know, I think one of the things that a lot of people really take for granted is um, in any any job, whether it's it's a bag boy uh, all the way up to the president of the United States or a world leader, right? There needs to be some kind of hand-me-down information, um, almost like a wisdomatic, uh, uh, you go hunting for the first time with your daddy makes you do the kill and you do the clean, yeah, right? Yeah. What would you give an up-and-coming someone who's like, man, I just, I want to try this? Aside from saying, just try it, I mean, is there any kind of really neat or really cool advice that you personally could 
like pass down or bestow on them? Like, Hey, this program's easier than this. Or like what, what cool little nugget could you give someone who might be listening? Yeah. I mean, I think it's also a lot of the discipline you want to go into. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, if you're, if you're an artist, like I was learning the art tools, learning Maya brush. Now our, our portfolio is important nowadays, or is it just like, Hey, kind of look what I did. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely got to have a very nice portfolio, very professional. Okay. Um, well, okay. So, so that being said, now we know where you've, where, where you have, have come from, where you have resided and then also where you are now over at id. What do you, what does an artist do on their spare time? Like, and I know we're going to make the joke about you're a model builder and I, and, but, but I'm being serious because, and it's funny, but, but it's not because, you know, I, 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 I manage a big company, right? Um, uh, uh, sweet does his thing. And, and then we come home and our thing is consuming what you do. And you've seen the making of halo. You've seen the making of doom. I don't think you're going to sit down and, and play the game like I would. So like, what do you do to do you detach? Do you, what, what's your reset button on the daily? I mean, for me, my research reset button really is like, you know, getting out into nature and, uh, you know, I love going to Colorado and Utah and just being in this, just seeing the natural world, um, getting away from the computer, stepping away, getting away from the technology, honestly, um, and just kind of quieting myself, just like, uh, you know, getting more in, in touch with like that, that universal energy that's like flowing around. You know? Ryan, are you, are you one of them folks that listen to that, like quiet, environmental music <laughs> with smoke just incense all over the place uh, no i don't go that far no like that. here's seven hours of whale noises congratulations you've listened to seven hours of whale noises yeah like <laughs> that would be like horrific right um so that's cool okay so i think that's really neat where you spend most of your headspace is for work is in the world that we love right making it like you are you are a creator and and the way that you kind of reset yourself is going into what somebody else created. I think that's neat, right? It's something more existential. Um, wow, I, I I would. I mean, I'm not saying like, oh, I thought he just gets on to play solitaire, but yeah. I mean, I I mean, I think that's neat. Like, I know I know one of your hobbies is is um, building ships and glass bottles. No, I'm joking. Um, is is model making though? Um, yeah. Do you do anything uh, like? like hands-on are you a very are you like a wood builder that no one knows about and this is the first time oh, people yeah, are here yeah. no actually i am i uh, actually do a lot of uh woodworking i'm building uh, i've been remodeling my kitchen so i've been building kitchen cabinets stuff like wow that. so you're, like you're doing that's your it. own cabinetry that's, yeah dude yeah. that's not easy no it's not it's actually it's something I, I got from my grandfather he was a carpenter and a cabinet maker that's so and cool so I, yeah, so I used to work with him when i was growing up and taught me taught me about Okay. Get to have those skills. Really, I think having those skills kind of like really helped with my art as well. Like understanding the craftsmanship behind how things go together. Yeah, and how things go together. What um what is something like a pastime of yours aside from like obviously remodeling, right? Because that's going to go away. But um so so say I give you a thousand dollars, and I tell you you can go to Colorado. What would you do? And you can't say illicit drugs because this is a nice show. <laughs> but what would you do? Like, I mean, what I'm trying to—it's—it's—it's it's, it's so intriguing to me. And and 
you know, like, like so example, I know that Sweets and I obviously are different people, but somehow in the core of these, this embodiment uh, that we are, there's something very similar. His family is very important. He loves to entertain. Um, he is a positive person, which means just like me, he's probably deep down inside, just very depressed and just outwardly tries to fake it all to make everyone happy. People don't get into that entertainment business. And I, I say business, but you know, because I don't know, it's just weird. And I'm not trying to put me out there or anything like that or him. I'm just saying like with you as an artist, like I have friends who are artists, like they've, they've won Emmys on, um, movies they've worked on. They worked on the show Viper. They won Emmys. They worked on, um, they worked on the minority report, the one part where he's running through and they have the Nike thing. They worked on a lot of that stuff. Um, and, and, and they're moving out of that space to a space very similar to yours. They're developing video games. Um, and it's just so funny to see how art can translate from either real life. Cause you said you appreciate nature going to whether it's canvas computer or, or to then a video game, but like what, what would your thousand dollar weekend be? Like, I'm just, just, I'm trying to like learn or understand like where you come from mentally. Right. Cause it's such yeah. a neat thing. I mean, really, if I would probably just rent a Jeep and go up in the mountains and try to get away as far as away from people, technologies like it's so uh, crazy to see someone <laughs> clamor to be away from something they're so good at. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like I don't, well, really he's not going away from, him. he's looking at environment and creating it in a virtual world. Like he can actually almost yeah. copy what he sees yeah. and that's yeah. where he's getting more ideas coming from there. So in a way he's passively gaining knowledge and, and you know, enhancing his, uh, you know, his craft. That's now, why I, I feel like, um, I don't know, Ryan, would you, do you, if you do play other games, is it just more of trying to fine tune your, your skills? Um, I mean, as far as playing when I play other games, it's more like, um, I want to say try and fine tune my skills there. It's just more like seeing what people can do other people are doing okay well this is going to answer it for me we both log in to the world of 2077 you're obviously character creation that's massive in this game right you're going to make it through there you're going to go into the world and do you look up the first thing you oh, do yeah yeah uh, will there it is sure. <laughs> <laughs> right what are you looking at <laughs> the miles are in the box it's a, like i can just picture it now he's the one guy in the mmo where the face can articulate to the sky and he's just walking in circles looking at the world and you and i are killing rabbits and crabs and trying to level up and he's like dude that's a that's a great cloud you know what I'm I mean? Like, I'm like, Ox, that's right. <sighs> Let him do his thing. It's so great, though, man, because I, I, I think it's so neat how we we all unwind differently. Um, I think that's what makes us special uh, when, when decompression is, is the topic, right? You want to go into a fathomable, touchable, the five senses kind of feel and and artistically i would say the sixth sense though too because you know it's how it, your feelings are in my opinion a sense right you go out and that touch that tactile makes you feel a certain way which stimulates a, a feeling right the way the the sun looks today peeking through the clouds stimulates something for you that you may bring into a game whereas i and and create what i create i just use the rage from driving from work on the way home <laughs> Um, I use the happiness from my family to lift me up and be happy for my podcast. Right. So it's, it's just neat how we can utilize, um, certain aspects of our lives in our industry that very way that they may never meet. Like you're not going to go and plug a computer into a tree. Those two worlds may never meet. Right. Um, 
where you know with tt with, with you know his his world kind of bleeds in my world with my wife sarah that kind of bleed in but i your happiness may never find a way in unless you create it and i i think existentially i think that's really neat um because you can create your feelings in art or we can just talk about it me and sweets you know you, you can go that's the most beautiful sunset snap a picture take a mental note and then you can go home and create it to keep it forever i don't know what you're talking about but they call me blacosco oh my god <laughs> you said costco blacosco oh my I, I need to know now i have to ask why because i'm like picasso but black oh my god hold on i need, I need a soundboard oh i died inside <laughs> I died inside right there. Black Costco. Oh my, is that like Blackula? Eddie Murphy, eat your heart out. Hey, if it works, you know, uh, don't yeah. change anything. I guess, I guess. That's hilarious. So Ryan, I, I just wanna, I, I wanna end this, um, this podcast two ways. One way is I want, I always try to get a really good, you're sitting at the table with that guy, bless his heart. He would always ask those really cool questions to the actors in the actor studio. So I always try to come up with a decent one. And if the first one's bad, we're cutting it and we're going to act like it never happened and put in the second question. Okay. Until we get that really good one where you go, man, that was really good. So hint, hint, say the first question's good. Then we're done. Um, no, seriously. The question that I want to part with, um, is on any or all of your projects that you worked on yourself and learning new things, what did you find to be the hardest and that can be you overcoming the fear of starting with a new studio um you overcoming um being a leader of a team and going man can i do this because I, I when i took my man's position i was like can i do this they put me here someone thinks i can do this so i'm gonna do it but you know there is that fear there like what is your biggest fear day to day whether it's in the present or it was in the past in your 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 life as a, a skybox artist what? Yeah, that's it. That's a good one. Um, there's, there's, there's a lot of things like that. You know, it's like there's always that. There's always that fear. I think a lot of artists have like their work's not good enough or you're not making the right decision. Um, you know, that was that's always a really hard thing. Um, and also just kind of getting. I just learned this, you know, pretty recently. Just kind of getting over your own ego and just like, you know, you're you're creating art and you're creating it for for something that's you know these needs to serve serve a purpose for either gameplay or the franchise and just being you know being true to what you're doing um, now now do you feel that you've conquered that like you said you just something you just come over you've conquered that and you're you're a better person obviously the yeah. answer is yes but i mean do you feel that was a maturity that you had at this point in your life that's if you would have had yeah, it a few more years ago would it ha would it have changed your path do you think or it was the lesson you had to learn and that was the time you learned it I don't know. I think I think when you're young, you kind of need that little bit. You know, you need to have that 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 ego where I am the best and like. We well, gotta have the balls. Keep... I mean, dude, you worked yeah, on Halo Four. Yeah, you gotta have yeah, some exactly. balls. Yeah. So you gotta you gotta have that. <laughs> but then you know you also gotta realize it's just not about you. It's about it's about the whole. It's about the team. That's um, awesome. So yeah, and it's just like you know working you know it's working alongside everybody is just like always been a real hump because you're always working with so many. Very, very talented, very smart. And so one of my biggest fears is this always being, you know, feeling like this guy. <laughs> it's like, right. You, you want to make sure, you know, what, what, especially when you start, like, um, start having people, you know, doing the lead and you're having more people, you know, behind you, you know, you want to make sure you're making the right decision. Right. Keeping, that you're keeping everybody happy and, 
there's always that kind of that balancing act of, you know, it's like, you know, if we do this thing over here, we're causing this one person more work, but, you know, you know, you just got to kind of always look at the whole, I guess, is what I, now, do you, really do you think you, with this lesson learned, have you found yourself going from an ego of yourself to more of an ego of a team where like, you're like, yeah, us as a team, I think we have every right. I mean, with these titles, you could say that, but I mean, do you feel you've moved from that? It's all me to it's all us because we've done this. Millions of people have played this game and hundreds and thousands of people log in every day for the extra content. I mean, I think you have the ability to have an ego, but yet find that, uh, that equilibrium between egotistical and humble, right? I don't think, I think you have a right. I mean, from a consumer, I played every title here. Like, and I, everyone listening has more than likely played one of these, if not multiples of these titles and would say, yeah, that guy's seen kicked ass, I, you know? And so I get it, but I mean, I think you have a right to, to say my team on an ego level is pretty damn yeah. good. Yeah, I think so. I mean, um, especially, you know, when, I, once I got to it, it was just like, we really came, we really came together as a team. Awesome. We really started building, building doom as a team. That's, you know, that's really what I really actually started feeling really satisfied with my art with the game. I was, that's, I that's so like cool, dude. Was making it, you know, with all of those guys. Wow. Well, listen, there, there, I, I have, I do have something. I know you're not a big game player and I know damn well you can't log in this game and go look at the skybox, but every Sunday, um, after we do a podcast recording the, you know, uh, we like to invite people. And of course this is going to go out on Tuesday. Um, uh, but we like to invite whoever we recorded with to play a game called among us. And if you would like to play, it is a fun, fun game. No cameras for you, no recording. It's just kind of enjoying a fun game about who did it. Um, I do not mind. It's a bunch of snitching. It's fun as hell. Um, and if you if you have any reservations, it's worth me spending the five bucks to give you a present to say you got to play. It has nothing to do with this here because if you, we can talk about it off offline, of course, but um, <clears throat> we just like to bring people into the family and say come play with us. Um, and we've we've gotten it to a point now where we actually have almost two full games that we've been playing. And everyone logs on. It's it's my family. Uh, TT played it last week and is way better than her hubby. And her hubby wonders why everyone loves her better. Um, she's savage. Um, but you are welcome to play with us if, if you want. Uh, no pressure. And if not this week, next week, I still wouldn't mind paying. It's $5. It's no big deal. Um, even if you played one round. Uh, but uh, I want to thank you. Um, sweets, I want to thank you also for getting us in touch with this gentleman. He is, he is, uh, he's a pillar, bro. And I mean that, I mean, looking at the, the list of things that he's done, I think it's really cool. Um, I've, I've been in your worlds that you've helped create and I want to say thank you. Uh, and I am kind of fanboying a little bit because I, I still have Doom Eternal installed right now. And I still log in when no one's looking and kind of try to get through a little bit here and a little bit there. And I do look at it and go, holy shit, this is incredible. So for me um, to to you and, and, and friends that I know that play it, I want to say, dude, great job. Absolutely yeah, great job, yeah. dude. Thank you. Well, thank uh, you very much. No, my pleasure. And thank you for doing this. And, and, I want to say, usually we close the podcast. We have, uh, guys, great news. We have, from our podcast and no connections at all whatsoever, we've decided to adopt Operation Valor. 
Now, a lot of you guys heard about it last week. Operation Valor, basically the mission of, of, of that uh, uh, resource is to support veterans in the need of whether it's physical, mentally, and or emotionally. Um, and, and listen, at the end of the day, you could have a physical ailment. And if you're mentally down, it doesn't get better. Uh, so that doesn't mean that if you weren't in the military, that we won't want to talk to you. We're going to find something uh, that's that we could help you with. But we do love our vets. They're very dear to us. And um, uh, if you guys want to go check that site out, I'll put a link up in it. It's opvalor, O-P-V-A-L-O-R.org. Uh, it, you know, it's a great place to get behind. They do a lot of great work. Um, uh, so so if you need something and you're a vet, please stop in there. Give them a chat. Uh, they could definitely help you. And uh, again, guys, our doors are always open. And, and I know that uh, we would love to talk with you. And uh, that's it, man, as we do here. Ryan, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank sweets? You know. Anything sweets? You say sweet. Um, I'm happy to be here. And thank you, Ryan. <laughs> thank you. All right, guys. Peace.